listening to Grow on the Go, and uh, I have my good friend Wendy here in the Blanket Fort with me. Now, you've been on the program before, but have you ever been in the Blanket Fort? Yes, I have. Oh, you have? Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks for thanks for doing this. Oh, it's fun. Uh. <laughs> we, uh, we've been spending a few time uh, a few days together and Wendy started telling me about something she has learned or is discovering and I then said oh I think that must be a podcast so you just stole my coffee you know that right of course I did <laughs> that's all right we can share it I, I'm not afraid of you <laughs> oh that's good yeah actually it uh, it, more than discover, it's a rediscover. You okay. know, one of the great things about journaling uh, is periodically picking up an old one mm. and reading it and going, hmm, I kind of forgot about that. And really what it was about, Donna, um, was questions to ask yourself when you're in the midst of transition. Mm. And, um, and that can be transition from... Uh, single to married. It can be changing jobs, changing cities, you know, like there are all sorts of transitions that happen in our life. And um, I think it's important for us to think deeply about it. We all have a kind of a common preset to go, okay, these are the pros and cons of this decision. Right. And if we're spiritual people, we may ask, what do I think the will of God is uh, in this situation? And some people get quite mystical about that. And, you know, sometimes people do experience kind of that prophetic, maybe not a voice telling them, but just a deep, deep sense of God's calling on their life. Right. But sometimes... Mm -hmm. There are options before us, uh, chosen and unchosen, and we have to adjust ourselves to transitions. And I like the um, I like the in in the book of Acts. I'm not sure exactly chapter and verse where they say uh, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to X Y Z. Yeah, and I think there are times we just have to rely on that Holy Spirit informed intuition. Yeah, exactly. I think. <sighs> For me, I was once asked when I was being interviewed uh, to become a pastor of a church. They said, you know, what? what's your favorite verse in the Bible? And which verse in the Bible do you like least? Oh, and that's a great question. <laughs> I was like, took me a moment to choose the one that I loved the most. But it was like, it was so quick for me on the one I liked least, which is Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I uh, am God. Okay. You know, you, Donna, of course, know I'm a bias towards action. And it's like, okay, yeah. we can do this. We can do this. Yeah. And sometimes uh, it's just really good for us to sit and to contemplate. Mm -hmm. and, and really a deep spiritual life is about contemplation. Mm -hmm. But sometimes just being still uh, isn't, you know, the difference between Eastern meditation and, and, uh, and Christian meditation mm -hmm. uh, practice is that we as believers, I believe, uh, should be leaning in to God and what the Holy Spirit might be saying within us mm -hmm. at any given moment in time mm -hmm. or in that moment of quiet contemplation uh, using a scripture. 
and uh, to to think about and be still with. But one of the things that can be really helpful for us in life are good questions. And I believe that good friends learn how to ask good mm. questions. Mm. It's interesting that if people take professional coaching, that is the key yeah, to being really. an effective coach. It really it, is. It's asking the question. I have an old friend who says it's easier to pull it out of somebody's mouth than it is to stuff it in somebody's ear. And oh, that's so good. <laughs> Yay, Gordon Elhart. Uh, <laughs> give credit where credit is due. And, and it's sometimes we need to ask ourselves the questions. And this is what I stumbled across in my journal were questions uh, that are worth asking yourself. And so when we're looking at a transition, maybe moving uh, to a new job, uh, it's good to take time to go, what is good about the way things were? Just acknowledge it. Because always when we make changes in life, there's, there is a loss attached to that. Mm -hmm. And you'll notice that when a family is grieving, they do a lot of talking about the positive experiences with the lost loved one. Right, right. And so it fits in there. Sometimes we can be really unsettled in life and not know why we're unsettled. And it's like, what is changing right now? Um, many people are surprised at how difficult the transition is of your last child or even your first child leaving, leaving home, home yeah. the dynamic of family changes mm -hmm. and it's like oh what did this person bring mm -hmm. to the dynamic of our family mm -hmm. that isn't here every day mm -hmm. now you, they're not lost to you but things have changed i'm so glad that my girls left kind of um intermittently um before they left for good yeah uh, that really helped me um now i wouldn't want them back here <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love them. Like and you raise lovely, independent, healthy oh, women who would we, not want to be back no, either. <laughs> and we have good relationships, yeah. but there's just comes a time when, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So name for yourself uh, what contentment you might have to abandon. You know, is it like, are you a person who thrives on familiarity? You know, if you're moving to a new, new city, Nothing's familiar. Right. And uh, it's like, oh, is familiarity really important to me? Mm -hmm. um, is, is it uh, feeling in control because I know how to do this job? And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I'm oh, going to have to leave behind going hate, to a new job. It's I like, hate starting a new job. You because don't it's even like, know oh, where the paper is. Basically. Yeah, and I'm going to feel kind of incompetent, even yeah. if I'm staying in the same field. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to feel like I am on top of things the way I like to be. Right. And so you want to be able to think about those sorts of things. Uh, what, what is it that makes you anxious about moving into the new thing? And some people are really aware of that. And mm -hmm. lots of people just have low-grade anxiety. And I'm not talking clinical mm -hmm, anxiety, mm -hmm. um, but just low-grade anxiety about a move. And they've never named it. And mm -hmm. I have I have a friend, uh, and it's just mm -hmm. sort of a, you know, common wisdom. And he goes, sometimes you just have to make a decision and go with it. And 
if it turns out to be the wrong decision, make another decision. Right. And, right. and, but I think in that process, it's like, oh, what is my hesitation to, to make the decision on this transition? Like, what is the anxiety that I'm feeling? Am I fearing failure? Uh, am I, am I fearing success? <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Like, like am I anxious? How, how will this change my life? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, along with what my friend was saying, it's like, what is the worst thing that could happen? Mm. And we all have heard all the lines about worry and scripture speaks to it a lot mm-hmm. uh, because it, it seems to be a human preset condition and, and God asks us to trust and, and overcome. But I don't know anybody who has mastered it a hundred percent. Some people are more prone to worry. And again, that might be clinical because of anxiety, but it's, it's also a learned skill in some regards and a learned dependence on God. But even the most mature of us has, are anxious yeah, yeah, at, at times you, in our you, life. You were talking about um, anxiety over making a change or a decision. And yeah. Randy, <clears throat> hates buying a new car. He just hates, oh, look, we never buy new cars, but a new used car. He just hates it. And I, I say to him, you know, you're not marrying it. You're buying it. You can sell it again if you hate it. Why is this so hard? Yeah. And, and what is the biggest loss? Well, you can buy a lemon and it can cost you some money, mm-hmm. but you're making a choice to drive used cars so that you, you know, like, and on, on the long run of how you guys choose to transport yourself around the world is the many, many dollars that are freed up to do things you enjoy or invest in the kingdom mm-hmm. because you're not, you know, and, and as that's kind of thing. And it's like, yeah. okay, so the worst thing that could happen is I can buy a real lemon and the price was this and I'm going to have to spend this much to fix it or it's such a lemon, I just have to sell it uh, right. and hope I can recoup some of mine. And it's like, okay, it's yeah. only that. And yeah. yeah, we all hate to make poor purchases, sure. but it's, yeah. And so it's talking yourself through that um, stuff. What might you need to do that is scary in the transition. Mm. Like face your fears and write them down, right? And this is what I encourage, like the be still and know I'm God. Um, Sometimes when I've been in transition in my life and and making a big transition, I'll take just one of these questions and use it as a journal prompt Mm. for the day. And it's like, okay, what's scary? Okay, what's scary is... How long will it take me to make new friends in this new place that I'm going to? Um, Is this job a healthy stretch or is it beyond me? Mm -hmm. Maybe this is, you know, is maybe I have a fear that maybe I won't be any good at this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you can write those things out, they become not just this sort of feeling that you're carrying. Right. But it's something that you can actually process with I God. Think, I think naming our emotions is really key, such a key part in processing them in a healthy way. Oh, and I love millennial uh, parents watching them and, and watching teachers. Like, mm-hmm. emotional literacy is something they literally teach in school today. And they talk a lot, Donna, about the reality of the more emotions a child can name earlier in their life life, the more emotionally healthy they will yes. be. Yes. Have you seen these emotional flashcards? Yeah. yeah. And charts. And it's yeah. like, okay, you're you're having a hissy fit over something. Yeah. And it's like, uh, come with me. What is it you're feeling here right. that is causing your behavior yeah. 
to be unacceptable. Right. And and then you as a parent can come alongside and support. Oh, it is hard. It and you validate the feeling. Oh, yes, it's hard to be told no mm-hmm. and for things not to go the way you want them mm-hmm. to go. And in when that happens, sometimes it's just better to take a deep breath and go. I don't get to make every decision, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, and you can, but I feel frustrated frustrated, or, or yeah, yeah or I'm angry or, yeah, and, and yeah. it's kind of like, and then you learn in that process of naming your emotions to do something healthy with it, mm-hmm. right? Like if I'm angry, I'm not getting my own way as a little kid, right? It's like, I'm angry. And sometimes just saying that, is, is what they need. They don't have to do the behaviors to indicate that I am angry. Right. But sometimes we see them behaving in ways that look angry to us and what they're really feeling is neglected or or frustrated or sad or, yeah. or you know and yeah. and it's let's let's get to that. So what do you need to develop in yourself as you do this transition? You know, I think of people mm-hmm who lose a loved one, like a a woman who's widowed, right? And it's like, oh, I'm going to have to figure out how to go to a wedding alone. Mm. Or manage our finances or who to call when the furnace dies. And yeah. 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 And it's like, I mean, there are all sorts of things Mm. that you're going to have to develop. And and Mm. so you, if you're, you know, and it's like even transitioning to a new church, it's like, oh, I may need to develop the ability to start conversations. I'm so used to being in a church where we've all known each other for a million years, and now I have to go in and I have to meet people. And if I'm attending a bigger church, I have to take responsibility. And and you end up much happier. This is my opinion. Everybody likes to have a conversation. Learn how to start conversations. Mm -hmm. And the best way to have a conversation is to ask people questions. Yes. Just think of a what or a how question. And everybody likes to talk about their life. Mm -hmm. And you will get to know them. And they will think you are a wonderful person because you're interested in them. And and you'll find your tribe, right? Um, As you're making transitions in life, it's really good to stop and think, be still and go, what is changing inside me hmm. as this is happening? And oftentimes it's in transition that we get a lot of insights uh, into ourselves. Yes. And, and because out we, of. Because we're not just on autopilot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. like, you know, people who are successful in careers and life are emotionally, are, are self-aware and are em- emotionally competent, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's like, okay, what's changing in me? And it's helpful to know that, acknowledge it, and to identify if it's a change you want or am I changing in a way that will not be helpful to me? Right. And it's, and we can just go skating through life and go, Oh, well, this is just the way it is because of the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And, Oh, I actually don't really like the story. Mm -hmm. I have to tell myself Mm -hmm. about how I'm changing. And so I need to change some of the things I'm telling myself or perhaps some of the ways I'm acting. Mm -hmm. uh, Or just require more of myself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's happening. Um, Always, I'm I'm big on this. What are you learning? And this is for me the gift 
of journaling, right? And sometimes it's embarrassing, right? You know, you've been following the Lord for decades. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I knew that in the first 10 years I was a believer. Yeah. How did I lose that, yeah, yeah. that concept of how to yeah, walk I'm a big journaler too, as you know. So yeah, I can relate. Um, when change is forced upon you, ask yourself what could be good about change. Mm-hmm. And I've had a couple of friends uh, whose mothers lost their husbands. And, you know, you always see that as a, as a big negative. But for a couple of them, they said, my mom has become a whole different person. Mm-hmm. Because it, she's in many ways freer than she's been in decades. Mm-hmm. And they became comfortable, like nothing wrong in their marriage. They became comfortable in how they did it, their relationship. But it's, you know, like one friend went, oh, my mother isn't nearly as much of a stay-at-home person as I thought she was. Uh, my dad didn't like to travel. And so she just accommodated yes, that. And she said, yes. they did a little bit, but, you know, not a lot. I, and I, she traveled I, more in the first two years after her husband died than she had probably in, in their whole life. marriage. Wow. So I met a, a, a brilliant uh, missionary. You would probably know this woman, but <clears throat> she, she was a missionary with her husband for many years, but mm-hmm. was widowed quite young. Yeah. The mission didn't want her back yeah. by herself. Oh, yes. <laughs> and so she started her own mission organization and yeah. she went back and she has accomplished so much since her husband passed. And I, I, I said to her, your husband would be so proud, proud of, of you. you. And she said, uh, no, he actually wouldn't. <laughs> and so God freed her. Yeah through, you know, her husband's death to do what she was always meant to do. do. And she will never, she will not come home to retire. She wants to die on the field, which is just amazing. (laughs) I know who you're talking about, and (laughs) she is amazing and inspirational. It's like, okay, everybody should have that retirement plan, I think. No kidding, right? Uh, So another question to ask yourself is, what might be a better way to think about the change? Mm-hmm. Did you get fired? Or was God moving you on to the next thing he has for you? Because he he knew you you were going to need a, a boot on the backside. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay. Yeah, like it's, we have a tendency to think things, you know, our first response when something happens is to do the, well, this happened to me and this person, you know, fired me and they're awful. And, yeah. and and then it's like, okay, God is not surprised by what happened. Right. And what what is it that I can learn in the midst of this? Mm-hmm. And what can I tell myself about it? Yeah. And you know what? What we do in that internal dialogue has huge control over our life. And that's a part of what should happen oh. in your journaling is to figure out what is the story I'm telling myself. Yes. Tell myself the truth. And and what are what am I pretending not to know? Yeah. What lie am I believing? Yeah, yeah. exactly. How might you be more yourself as a result of the change? And your illustration with with the missionary who started her Mm. own organization uh, is, yeah, there's all sorts of things that become possible for you. Um, When you're in transition, there comes a point where you just have to make the decision. And, you know, it can be helpful to do the, what are you going to do? And you as you're going through these 
questions, right? You can get to the end of a page or two of journaling and go, what am I actually going to do? And what are the steps to get to where mm. I'm going? Yeah, and the steps are so critical. You know, if you're unhappy in your work or unhappy in the neighborhood you're living in and mm -hmm. you think it's time to, it's like, what do I have to do to begin doing something? And one of the things that coaches are really helpful with is accountability to doing something. Okay, I just read something about accountability today. Yeah. Accountability is made up of two words. Mm -hmm. Account, mm -hmm. ability. Mm -hmm. So we need to be held account to use our abilities. Yeah, to, to move forward in mm -hmm. our lives. Mm -hmm. And so that's helpful. I've got another series of questions um, that I think are really good in this be still and know that I am God and, and understanding uh, the scope of what it is that... Uh, what it means to be in deep relationship with God. I want to read a little section uh, from Ephesians chapter 1. It's uh, verses 17 to 19. It's the Apostle Paul uh, writing a letter to the church mm -hmm. uh, in Ephesus. I ask the God of our Master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Mm. Your eyes focused and clear so you can see exactly what he is calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of his glorious way of life that he has for his followers. And then just sort of this add on that sheer Paul personality. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. Mm, that's the message, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yay. What a debt we all owe to Eugene. No kidding. And so sometimes I think we come to communion and, you know, sometimes you're invited to think about where where you make, may need to ask for forgiveness and mm -hmm. those sorts of things. But it's an in, communion is an invitation into relationship. And I'm going to give you through a few questions that I think God is asking all of us mm. all the time. Will you believe I love you without reservation? Mm. So many of the unhappy, on not growing believers at the heart of things. The problem is they don't really believe they're loved. Right. We all memorize for God so loved the world. And, <laughs> right. You know, if you had a good Sunday school teacher, it was for God so loved Wendy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, but it's like, I find that you lose that resonance of God loves me sometimes. And mm. it's just, you know, and Christ wants us to know constantly. I have a friend who somebody was criticizing his sermons and saying, you're telling people about Jesus loves them. That's what all your sermons are. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's the message. That's the starting place. Because you know what? Obedience, nothing else. Nothing yeah. else will Trying come. harder does not, no. does not develop the fruit of the Spirit mm -hmm. in us. It mm -hmm. is a work of knowing that you are loved and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak into our lives. There's and a popular song, Christian song right now, that says uh, talks about grace. And it says, it's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change. Yeah, and I love that, and I think yeah, it's it's that knowing how we're loved and accepted unconditionally that makes us want to change. Yeah, 
So another question from God, will you talk to me about what is really difficult for you? Some people grow up in homes where you just are not allowed to, to want, like just to get on with it. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. And, and sometimes a necessary piece of, of our journey with God is to actually talk about what's hard. Like mm-hmm. what intimacy do you have in a marriage if you can't discuss with your, with your Partner. spouse yeah. what's hard in yeah. life? Um, will you listen closely to the story of my suffering proclaimed? Will you listen to the story of my suffering proclaimed? Okay, can you build that out for me a little bit? It's... By the way, I forgot to close the window, so I apologize to the listeners for all the car sounds. Yes. (laughs) It's very hot here. We understand that love for us most in understanding the suffering of Christ. Mm, Okay. I would add to that... There is an intimacy that builds with Christ when we understand that he understands things we're going through. Mm, yes. So I had an experience a number of years ago, some very negative press on an organization I was leaving, leading. Uh, it was very unfair. Uh, in fact, we ended up uh, settling out of court with the, with the media outlet. Oh. Um, but it was like, you know, it was making the news, right? And, mm-hmm. and it was, I, I remember. And, and they were saying horrible things mm-hmm. about our organization. And I just that felt this sense true. of shame. And it was like, mm. oh, I identify with Christ in a whole new way. What was like this feeling that I'm feeling? Mm. What was the shame of being sent to the cross? Right. I, like and it, it, and just yeah, the, the the shame and the blame of every sin ever yeah, committed. It was kind of like, it was a profoundly deep and moving kind of season in my life. Ah, <gasps> uh, will you accept my forgiveness and will you forgive? Mm. And that's the coming to to we celebrate at the communion table, right? Forgiveness. But we all know we're asked to forgive, and forgiveness is a huge topic, but. You know if you've forgiven somebody or not in mm-hmm. your own heart. Mm-hmm. And well, sometimes you think you have, and then and then you catch yourself thinking things that yeah. are very Going back ungracious. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you have to learn to live in forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, will you say yes to the healing and growth that I'm offering you? Mm. And sometimes we don't want to. It's not no. comfortable. I and very little growth happens when our lives are going perfectly. Yeah, it's so true. And it's those hard times uh, are we are the ones that we look back on and go, okay, Mm. that was a major growth moment in my life. Okay, so we have one minute left. So Mm -hmm. what is the most profound thing you have left on your page? (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Will you live in the gifts I've given you? Mm. All believers are given a spiritual gift. Yeah. Or more than one. Mm hmm. And it's like, if you're not using the gifts of the Holy Spirit within you, you are putting a huge barrier to your intimacy with God. And our gifts are used in community. And way too many believers believe that they can do just Jesus and me. Mm. And Jesus always invites us to be a part of his bride, the church. Right. Just as he invites us into the fellowship of the Trinity. Exactly. That perfect fellowship that he enjoys. Yeah. Oh, that is so good, Wendy. Thanks so much. I'm just 
so grateful that you um, shared that with me and also um, with our listeners. Um, I invite you to like and share and uh, subscribe to your favorite app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio, or listen anytime using the MyJoy Radio app. I'm Donna Carter with Wendy Lowe, and you're listening to Grow on the Go. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.